It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How can you achieve and maintain business growth? Harvard Business School Executive Education is now accepting applications for a new program, Driving Profitable Growth. Taking place in Boston from October 25th through the 28th, this program focuses on business expansion and organizational growth strategies that can lead your company into the future. Learn more about this three-day program for senior leaders by visiting hbs.me growth. That's hbs.me growth. You are Locked On Celtics, your daily Celtics podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm so hyped right now. Anything's possible. Oh, my mama. Oh, my mama made it, ma. Anything's possible. Rainy days. Jump shot fade away. This the best Celtics podcast day to day. Especially when the season get hectic. I stay waiting on it like receiving a Nets pick. Nothing like the terrible analysts on the TV. So in depth you might even hear a story on Gigi. So in depth they might do an hour about the D-League. So in depth you probably should pay him but it's a freebie. Yeah, John Corrales and J. King. Locked on trying to get the 18th ring. So you can miss me with the blah blah. No more Geno time. We watching Jay do the Zaza. Hey there, welcome back to the Locked On Celtics Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, part of your daily routine. Thanks for taking us with you wherever it is that you go with your headphones on or, you know, help blasting it for everybody else to hear because everybody should be hearing us, the Rain and Jays, me, John Corrales, and him, Jay King. And we are brought to you today by SeatGeek. It is the easiest way to buy tickets to your favorite events, sporting events, or otherwise. Today on the docket, Jay Crowder's injury, Avery Bradley's injury, well, stomach bug or whatever the hell he does. Uh, The Cavaliers, what they're planning to do, a little bit of a surprise there. Uh, the main Red Claws, big win tonight with uh, an historic win for them. We'll get into that. And the Orlando Magic basically targeting everybody in the NBA in this weird picture that's made the rounds. But let's start with our boy, uh, Jay Crowder, with your boy, Jay King. The update today is, we don't know, sort of, it's eh, shrug emoji. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the good news is the MRI showed no structural damage. So he should be completely fine for the playoffs. It's nothing that's going to require surgery, I don't think, since there's no structural damage. So day-to-day issue. He might play against the Cavaliers. So all in all, all in all, big, big plus for the Celtics that that did not become a big issue. It's still hurting him. He still has pain. I guess that's the same thing. That's what pain is. It's been a long day. I have watched way too much D-League basketball lately. Um, but, but, yeah, if he does not play against the Cavaliers, who now plan to play all their players according to Ty Lue, then that's a huge loss because Jay Crowder is the only one on the Celtics who has any real chance of limiting LeBron James. I mean, right. Jalen Brown did a halfway decent job the first time they played him when he was in the starting lineup, but there is a huge drop-off from Jay Crowder to whoever else the Celtics throw at LeBron when when they need to when he when he goes to the bench or when he's not in the game. So 
that's that's a big deal in that particular matchup. It's a big deal in any matchup, but especially against the Cavs. Yeah. So so Crowder's elbow tingling, some swelling. He said some blood in it. He just kind of needs to let that thing die down. No one really knows exactly what it is. MRI shows no structural damage, which is good. So that's we're just going to wait and see. He says it's a day-to-day thing. Avery Bradley, the recurring stomach bug, which kind of weird that he has a recurring stomach bug, but you know, he's got to stop doing whatever the hell he's doing, whatever whatever the hell he's eating or or what. I don't know, but he's back. <laughs> I've never heard that take about somebody who got sick. He's got to stop. Dude's got sick like four times. Who has four stomach bugs in a month? I don't know, man. It's you know he's he's touching things and putting them in his mouth and rubbing his eyes. He's like not washing his hands or something. Change the routine, Avery. Stop doing it. Stop like riding the tea and rubbing your eyes. That's how you get sick. Something. There's got to be something stupid like that. I don't know. (laughs) Who gets sick that much? (laughs) Bad luck. I don't know, man. It's a little a little sensitive stomach or something. I don't know. So it looks like. The Celtics could be shorthanded, but they will have Avery Bradley to guard Kyrie Irving. They will be facing, uh, this is the Wednesday show, so Wednesday night is the big Cavaliers-Celtics matchup, which will be one hell of a ticket to get if they do actually send everybody. That's when you download the SeatGeek app, and that's when you start looking for those tickets because all of a sudden they're going to be a hot commodity to see LeBron, to see Kyrie, to see Kevin Love come in and fight the Celtics for what will be the, fir- the the top seed in the East. So let me tell you, the SeatGeek app is the first place you should look for tickets because it's the first place I look for tickets to a game or if there's a concert in town or any other kind of show or any other sporting event or something like that. You check it out. Open it up. Find the, the game. It'll lay everything out. Green, yellow, red dots in the sections so you know what sections are selling well and what sections are bad values. They compare all of the sites. So you don't have to go to all the different sites across the damn internet. You don't have to download 10 different apps. Just download the SeatGeek app. It's the only one you need. They will search for the best possible deal. They do the work to save you time and money. They give everything a grade based on value. You'll immediately be able to get to see any underpriced seats. You find the best deals. You can set an alert for a game, maybe you want to set an alert for the last game of the season, uh, or the you know if you think there's a, a Red Sox game or whatever game you want to set an alert for something like that, they'll tell you what the ticket prices are doing. On top of all of that, our listeners get twenty dollars back off the first SeatGeek purchase. Here's what you do: you know these instructions by heart by now, but I'm going to remind you: download the SeatGeek app, go to the settings tab, and click add a promo code. Enter L-O Celtics. L-O Celtics. SeatGeek will send you $20 after you've made your first ticket purchase. So download the SeatGeek app. Enter the promo code L-O Celtics today if you want to get to that Cleveland Celtics game Wednesday night. However, that's only if they send everybody, which... Ty Lue says he's going to do, which I don't understand, Jay. Why the hell does he care unless he's actually afraid of how his team is playing? I mean, maybe that's it, but 
Also, he might just want them to snap out of their rut before the playoffs. He might be facing some pressure for some of the players who have been very unhappy lately with with how they've played from from what has been said in the press, from Kyrie Irving going after games to playing or to shoot around to Tristan Thompson snapping at LeBron James. Like th- that's not the happiest team right now. So maybe maybe he wants to to see what everything's like with now they got Kyle Korver back. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. They they haven't, as I've said on this podcast before, like playing LeBron James so many minutes is weird. Uh, but I mean, at at this stage of the season, if you have the one seed up for grabs, and because they, for all intents and purposes, have the tiebreaker already, if if they beat the Celtics, that's that's, that's almost it. it. That's basically it. Like yeah. like it, they wrap up, basically wrap up the the East, the number one seed. So maybe they think let let's get this win in Boston, let's let's be able to rest our guys the rest of the way, and then we won't have anything. Really, won't have anything to play for. So m- maybe that's part of it too. I don't know. I, maybe they just. Want, I mean, they're one and nine right now. I think on their last ten second night of back to back. Somebody told me that. I I didn't check that stat myself. So don't quote me on that. It, it might be wrong. Um. But if that is the case, and I have no reason to distrust the person who told me that, that's bad. That's it, bad. it is bad. It is bad. Uh, but look, the it doesn't. That doesn't matter. That literally does not matter. That has no bearing on anything in the playoffs. That has no bearing on any on anything at all. That so, and it's not that I care about the the top seed. It'd be nice, but. Whatever top there, the Celtics are basically no worse than the second seed at this point. They've played what? What is this? They got five games left, and they've got a three and a half game lead over the Raptors and the Wizards. So I, I feel good about where the Celtics are. They're either going to be top two, and really the only difference is who they play in the second round. If you that's, want, that's a huge difference. Is that, I. <laughs> I have been saying this for since the All Star break, basically since the trade deadline. the The Raptors are scary. They yeah. are a scary team. You much prefer playing the Raptors than the Wizards. I don't care whether it's the one seed, the two seed, whatever. You mean avoid playing Toronto right? Avoid Toronto. Yes. In round two. Yeah. No, I get that. I get that. I, I would rather see the Wizards. The, the Wizards have not won in Boston this season, so it, it would. It's a better. It's a better matchup. You know, we'll see how it goes. There, there are possibilities either way, but I, I just don't see from the Cleveland perspective what the hell does it matter if you get the top seed or the two, the, the two seed? Are you afraid that you're going, you're going to lose to the Celtics in the finals, not having home court advantage? No. If from a Cleveland perspective, you think they care? I've said this on the show before. That's uh, let's be realistic. The Celtics in a seven-game series against a healthy Cavaliers team, they're not winning that. Whether they have seven games at home or four games at home, like that's let's be real. So why does Cleveland care? Unless, like I said to start this thing, they are actually somewhat concerned at some level of how they're playing right now, and I think that has to be it. If LeBron shows up. 
for this game in Boston after playing 37 minutes tonight against the Orlando Magic. He played 37 minutes and a 20-point win over the Orlando Magic. What? That's stupid. That's stupid. Then you're going to put him on a plane and get and have him not sleep and then go play Boston in a back-to-back in a game that does not matter? Let him stay home. Let him sleep. Let him rest. From a Cleveland perspective, from a Boston perspective, play him, play him 50 minutes. We'll go into overtime, play him all – wear him down because I think that's gonna he's going to start breaking down at some point and – at some point, like twelve years from now, I know, but he's been in the league a long time. Breaking down. I don't. I, I'll say. I'll just. There's. There. To me, the explanation is that they. There is concern in Cleveland over how they're playing, to some degree. If these guys all show up in Boston. Yeah. Yeah, and which is surprising. I mean, just surprises me. But, but who, I mean, it could also just want to wrap up the one seed early and think, okay, we have one game to win home court, basically one game to win home court advantage throughout the Eastern Conference. Let's let's just get that W. So I'm yep. not sure there's there's a fear there. I doubt. I highly doubt there is a fear there. From the Celtics' perspective, though, I I think they see the Cavs as vulnerable. They can say whatever they want. And they say all the right things that the Cavs are the defending champions and they've been to two straight finals and they have LeBron James and they're going to snap out of it, whatever. Everybody goes through this, but they got to be sitting there thinking, we have one of the top five offensive players in the league. Whenever he's on the court, our offense is super dynamic and the Cavs can't stop anyone. So... What, what they must be looking at, I'm like, we can we can score on the Cavs. We can score any time we want on the Cavs. And if we can just get a few stops, there's a chance we win that series. So from, from my perspective, I don't think there's fear in Cleveland, but I do think that Boston has grown more confident. I'm sure. The way that the Cavaliers have stumbled down the stretch. And and maybe that's maybe that's warranted. Maybe it's not. But you can't look at what Cleveland has done in the depths that they have fallen to. And they, they were great tonight. We're recording this Tuesday night. They were great against Orlando. Just bull rush them with three corners. But the, the way they've struggled, the defensive woes they've had, they look more vulnerable than, they, than probably any LeBron James team has since that first Miami Heat team. Yeah, like they don't look great. They don't look great. I I do believe that they have the opportunity to kind of I, I think they they will turn uh, turn it on. I think they can quote unquote flip a switch. But hey, look, they're they're 19 and 19 on the road and some of that is due to rest, some of it is due to injury, but you can look at this team and say the Cavs are a 500 road team. Maybe they do think that they need home court to solidify a path to the finals. Maybe they just legitimately think that they need home court, but I that that to me is an, is another problem for the Cavaliers. If they think that this team needs home court, that's that's not a great sign for the Cavaliers. So uh, look, we'll we'll see how it goes. The Celtics, it'd be something if they send everybody. The Celtics could still win that game. They'll come out. They'll be fired up. And they'll they'll play much better basketball than they did against 
the Milwaukee Bucks or the Orlando Magic, they'll they'll be ready to go, and it it'll suck without Crowder, but they'll be they'll be fired maybe up, and they could Crowder. potentially win a game. Maybe without they could Crowder. be. With it. Maybe you never know. You never know. So, uh, I guess we'll see how that goes. It's gonna be interesting. Uh, moving on. This weird, weird thing out of Orlando, they signed, I forget even who the hell they signed, this kid to this 10-day contract. Um, Patricio Garino. His, okay. Great. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I have no clue who he is. So he, uh, so this guy gets signed. His agent does the take a picture of, hey, look at my client signing a contract, NBA contract. And behind him is a whiteboard with basically half the NBA players listed, and it's broken up into categories. And it looks like guys that the the Magic could be potentially trading for so these high hybrid free agents. They they can they they listed. They had a, basically stretch bigs, and they had Kelly Olynyk on that list as a, a free agent that might be available, and uh, Jonas Jerebko. And I just think it's freaking hilarious that even in this NBA where everything is so high, tightly guarded, like of course these are all potential. Everybody's got lists like this. It doesn't mean anything, but you know, it's just funny. It's it's so such a stupid thing <laughs> to have was, get out there. Hilarious. Like why are you, why do you have him? Signing a contract in the room with all the lists of, of possi- possibilities you could target. <laughs> Why are you allowing his agent to take a picture with the whiteboard in the background? And then, I mean, most of it is completely like it doesn't. It didn't matter. There was there was a ton of names. It's not like they gave away any real plans. They basically listed every possible free agent. A bunch of guys for trade. Uh, the, the one thing that that they probably really didn't want to get out there was the when they listed Dario Saric, they wrote in parentheses for AG, like for Aaron Gordon, yeah. <laughs> for like, Gordon, like we're considering <laughs> trading Aaron Gordon for Dario Saric, and that's not something you want to get back to the player. That's not something you want everybody in the world to know. So. Just just a hilarious sequence of events. I mean, too funny that it, it just happened to be like this random guy they signed to the end of their bench. <laughs> and his agent put a photo on Twitter and it just had all the guys they were considering as as possible targets. It was that's it was too funny. So don't read anything into Kelly Olynyk and Jonas Jerebko being on that list. There was just a ton of people on the list. But <laughs> it's just everybody just, just enjoy the fact that the Orlando Magic did something stupid and and now we all know who they were considering <laughs> I like that they're still using the whiteboard and not just circulating spreadsheets well, I think it's funny it's probably easier to like look at when your whole front office is in the room and you're all discussing guys and just writing them up on the board you know mm-hmm so 
Oh, they sure. Probably have, they probably all have that in spreadsheet form, and, and then now we all have it in, in the whiteboard. <laughs> I can only ma- imagine Rob Hedigan's face when somebody said, um, have you checked Twitter today? Like, no, why? Oh, Jesus. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> it all because of goddamn Patricio Garino. <laughs> <laughs> Um, before we go, we want to congratulate the main Red Claws on their first playoff win. We're big on the D-League. So in-depth, we're doing multiple D-League mentions on the podcast this week. And, geez, Demetrius Jackson had a 30-point, 6-assist, 7-rebound game. In 42 minutes of an overtime win over the Fort Wayne Mad Ants. Jordan Mickey, monster in the D-League. 26 points, 16 rebounds, 5 blocks, 3 steals. Abdel Nader, 23 points, 4 assists, 3 boards, 2 steals. Just monster. And then Gershon Yabusele, who clearly was thrown by you pronouncing his name correctly yesterday. Yeah, that was a stunner. As... Yeah, he's just has no idea how to handle himself. Only six points in 23 minutes on three of seven shooting. So just uh, I'm sure he's going to have to take a little time to recover from that. But uh, <laughs> Playoff intensity will get you, man. <laughs> yeah, it'll get you. That D-League playoff, man, those, those three-game series. Though, they played Tyler Hansborough, and playoff intensity was real. Tyler Hansborough, like, <laughs> he, he was out of his fucking mind. That guy – he. Like at twenty nine and twenty in this game, he's, he's an NBA player, a, a long time NBA vet, and he's in the D League, and just just losing his shit. It was it was magical. I thought <laughs> at one point I thought he was going to fight the entire Red Claws roster, and I was pretty sure he was going to get the win if if he did fight the entire roster. Now, obviously, Yabuselli is a, a huge huge man, but Psycho T. Psycho T has a, a level of craziness that that few people on on this earth can reach, and he was he was <laughs> I mean, he was some sort of upset in that in that overtime, especially Psycho T. Man, I, I was enjoying the Psycho T experience. I'm I'm a big D League guy lately. I, I have I have watched a lot of D League basketball lately. So shout out to Psycho T. He's on my my Damian Wilkins All Stars now. <laughs> I was gonna say, you are just just pining for the old days of, of these guys. But hey, all right, hey, that's crazy, man. Tyler Hansborough, he plays like God, just like a, a maniac. Anyway, <laughs> let's uh, let's wrap things up by not mentioning the national championship game because oh damn a, you, that was damn that was a mess. <laughs> that was the worst basketball game I've ever seen. I almost shut it off early in the second half. It was just <laughs> those refs were just so horrible, so terrible, bad. terrible, just, terrible, just terrible. Put the whistles away. Nobody cares about you. And I mean, yep. Collins fouled out on like he might have committed one foul. Like everybody yep. was in foul trouble. There was no rhythm to the game. It was just horrible, and all because no, the damn refs thought people were there to watch them. I, with with ten minutes to go, I was watching. I was laying in bed. I was watching, um, 
I set a I set a sleep timer for half an hour, and the the TV shut off like right as the game was ending. It took a half hour to play the last ten minutes of that game. It was just brutal. So I know you said before the show you didn't want to mention it, but I mentioned it. But now I'm gonna let you go. <laughs> Th- so you can go reminding me of that, man. I appreciate that. <clears throat> that was just that was just me getting you fired up for the gym. Yeah, yeah. Late late night gym sesh tonight. There you, there you go. Go out there and blast those pecs. I'm, I'm coming. I'm on the comeback trail. I'm I'm about to become a, a oh. scorer again in, in men's league. I I'm washed up right now, man. I I need to. You know, you gotta you gotta bulk I need up to join. I think Damian Wilkins inspired me, man. If, if he can there you go. <laughs> just bulk up and get into the post and just become a post guy. Become a pick setter and just become a post guy. Uh, here's the thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna shed like. 20 or 25 pounds, get in, get in good shape again, and just be good at basketball or decent at basketball one last time in my life, and I'm just going to savor it. I'm going to savor every second <laughs> of being decent at basketball. And, and, then, and then I'll be fine with riding off into the sunset and being no good forever. But, but one last time, I am going to be good at basketball. That's, that's all I'm committed to I, right now. One you know what? Time. We may be different, but we're both ballers. I'm older than you. Let me tell you, you're always chasing that dragon. You're always chasing oh, that. Just give me, give me one more. Give me one more good game. Give me one more. Yeah. I'm coming all the you're way back. You're always chasing man. the dragon. I'm coming all, all the way back. I'm rooting for you. I should play the Rocky music under you right now. <laughs> All right, that's the show. Let's wrap this up. If you are not a subscriber, let's uh, change that and have you subscribe to our show by going to iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever else you get your podcasts and searching for Locked On Celtics. And if for some reason it is not there, by all means, alert the authorities, as in me and Jay on Twitter. We will rectify that situation and make sure you can get your daily dose of the Rain and Jays because that's just like a good shot. It's like a B12 shot. Every morning, you know, have like a hard-boiled egg, a piece of fruit, and the Rain and Jays, and that's a great way to start your day. Uh, Rate us five stars. Do that. That helps us out a lot. Uh, And, uh, yeah, we'll uh, wrap up the show here. I'm going to tack on my hit today with Rich Kimball on the downtown show in Bangor, Maine. Enjoy that or don't. You can shut the podcast off right now. You've listened this much. We get credit for the hit. It's cool. You know, it's a play. Thanks for listening. This has been the Locked On Celtics Podcast. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Yeah. Jay King and John Corrales. Locked On Celtics. Hey, next up on Downtown, it's time to talk Celtics as we do every week at this time. John Corrales of RedsArmy.com and the Locked on Celtics podcast joins us as we get ready for, all right, let's make it big. Uh, Is this the biggest, most important game of the Brad Stevens era to date? Oh, my God. The biggest, (laughs) absolutely, without a doubt. Not at all the most important game. No, but it's going to be, it could change the uh, playoff seating, so. You know, it'll, uh, I think it'd be a little anticlimactic, but uh, yeah, sure, let's go with it. <laughs> what does it really mean in the big picture? Well, I mean, if they get the top seed, it's it's a great kind of story of look where they were just a few years ago and 
look at where they are now. But as far as the game goes, I don't even really expect LeBron to play. Maybe not even Kyrie Irving or Kevin Love. So, yeah, Does it take a little of the shine off this number one seed if they get it when Cleveland clearly didn't care at all about it over the last three weeks of the season? Hey, this is what it is. You know, the Celtics and, and the Cavaliers play 82 games and they, they may be in different places. And, and sure, you can sit there and say the Cavaliers are the better team. And if everybody's healthy and everybody's ready to go at full speed, then you say, yeah, the Cavaliers probably win a, a seven-game series no matter who has home court. And that's why the Cavs don't care. It also is a function of their schedule. They have two back-to-backs in their last seven games, which is kind of crazy. Now, I'm not sure how that worked out that way, but that's part of the problem. So I wouldn't be surprised to see them rest. And that Celtics game, they play tonight against Orlando at home, and then they got to come to Boston tomorrow after that. I would be surprised if they sent everybody. But, hey, the Celtics still have to play their 82 games. They have to win enough to be the top seed or at least in that mix. So I don't think it takes much away from what, what they did. They still have to go out there and win those games and it's a, a nice little accomplishment in the in the grand scheme of things. It's not the end of the road for them. They just it's a nice little milestone. Say, hey, Brad Stevens' first fifty win game, uh, fifty one win season, and their first ever top seed, and maybe not their last. And and you just kind of look at this as a little milestone in in Celtics history. Hey, John, you wrote about this uh, on RedsArmy.com, and it, it's hard to find much to criticize Brad Stevens about, but but. Maybe the use of the bench of late is an area to look at because, as you said, it's hard for guys who go into games sometimes and go into stretches of games not knowing when and if they'll be used. You know, it's kind of funny that the injuries at the beginning of the season kind of got these guys a lot of time, and we haven't had a long stretch to see what the Celtics would look like fully healthy, and and this is kind of one of those uh, times of the season where you see some of the deficiencies. Who can you count on, really? Kelly Olenek can be so good when he's going well, but he's inconsistent. And Jonas Jarebko doesn't work in certain situations. And Terry Rozier is struggling more than we thought he would. And maybe we shouldn't have given him so much credit, but he he's struggling more than anticipated. What's Gerald Green going to give you? Those guys don't fit a certain pattern. So it's not necessarily all on them to say, oh, Brad's not playing them as much and he, you know, they need a little more consistency. They, Brad Stevens needs to find certain guys at certain times against certain matchups to do what they need to do to win. So that means Jarebko isn't going to get a lot of time playing against big physical teams. That's going to be more Tyler Zeller. Tyler Zeller's not going to get a lot of time on uh, facing more athletic teams. So part of it is tough for a player to adjust to, but part of it is tough for a coach to adjust to because he doesn't have some guys that can do a lot of things off the bench. We're talking with John Corrales, the Locked On Celtics podcast, and of course, RedsArmy.com. Should fans be worried at all about uh, this elbow injury of Jay Crowder's? I don't know. I don't think so, but he got the MRI. He's getting it iced. No one knows what it is. There's a little swelling, but there was no obvious trauma uh, Jay Crowder said today, he went back and looked at the Knicks game twice. He doesn't even know where he got hurt. So when it's that mysterious and the MRI doesn't tell you there's any structural damage, 
on the one hand, you say, well, not knowing what it is is kind of worrisome. But on the other hand, if there's no structural damage, then it can't be that bad. So it could be something like a pinched nerve somewhere or something that's just kind of, you know, it could be a little bursitis for all we know. It could be just something that it's hard to kind of pinpoint. I don't think it's going to be a long-term thing. I, I would be, I would expect him, if the, especially if the Cavs do all the resting I was just talking about, I would expect him to rest as well uh, and just have an extra couple of days off to let that heal and, and move on for the rest of the regular season. And some good news too, uh, it looks like Avery Bradley will be back in the lineup for tomorrow night. Yeah, he's going to stop doing whatever he's doing with that stomach bug. I, I don't know what's going on with that. I've never heard of somebody having a recurring stomach bug like that. <laughs> Maybe he's eating bad sushi or something. But you got to stop it. <laughs> uh, all right, let's look ahead. Let's move to the postseason. Let's get right there. Number one seed or not. What's a matchup the Celtics uh, probably uh, would be best to avoid in the opening round? Uh, you know, looking at all of the possibilities, I don't see anybody that scares me necessarily I mean, maybe Miami because they're just that scrappy crazy bunch that if they get hot shooting it, it, they'll be hard to stop and it's tough to find an answer for Hassan Whiteside but yeah it's, I'm guessing that Miami's probably going to slip out of the playoffs and that it's going to be either Indiana or Chicago I would rather see Chicago Wade is hurt they're not great shooters so you don't have to worry about defending the perimeter too much they they are a little more dysfunctional they will have the best player on the floor in jimmy butler probably but you look at them versus indiana indiana doesn't scare me quite as much but you know miles turner and paul george you know paul george is a superstar and miles turner is a budding star and that's some size that it's going to be hard to contain so i guess if i had to pick i'd say Let's see Chicago. Let's see playoff Rondo. Let's see the national TV Rondo back. That'll be a fun series to see Rondo and what he can do. But I don't think either of those teams really scares me much in the first round. I guess you probably look at the second round and a potential matchup against the Wizards, which I would prefer versus Toronto. I'm, I'm a little afraid of Toronto in the playoffs. Yeah, or what so, about uh, if Milwaukee were somehow able to get past Washington? Uh, that, that could be interesting as well. That would be really interesting. They've got a ton of size. We saw that on display the other night, that it's hard to contain Giannis Antetokounmpo. It's hard to, you know, look at all of the guys they have. And I was saying about Chris Middleton, he's, he's horribly underrated. He's a really, really good basketball player. Tough to find an answer for him for if you're the Celtics. So that would be one of the tougher matchups for Boston if that came to fruition. But they're still young. They're still trying to figure that out i'm not so sure a guy like malcolm brogdon as a rookie can can carry his team as a point guard too far i think i think schematically you can can you can confuse him a little bit more and, and, and figure out ways to take advantage of his lack of experience but still physically from from just a pure athlete standpoint they would be a tough matchup for sure Obviously, you don't want to lose a first-round series, but but beyond that, do you look at all of this, the number one seed and a, a deep run in the playoffs as, uh, as a little bit of icing on the cake with all this coming, I would say, at least a year earlier than expected? The top seed, for sure. Uh, I, I mean, I remember in the beginning of the season, I thought it was possible that they could slip into it like this. It's kind of going how I thought it might, but it's still nice. It's still really nice to look at the top of the standings 
standings and see Boston there, knowing how hard everybody's worked and how many moves that have been made and how Brad Stevens has panned out as a coach, a deep playoff run, I think, would be a, a real nice sign. If they can get to the conference finals, that'll answer a lot of questions. It'll shut a lot of people up because the main criticism that people want to throw at the Celtics is they've never won a playoff round under Brad Stevens. So, And also a, a criticism of Isaiah Thomas for people who aren't sold on how big a star Isaiah is. And that's just going to depend on Avery Bradley and Jay Crowder and Al Horford stepping up and doing the things that they're supposed to do to take the pressure off of Isaiah Thomas. Because if a team can just double Isaiah with no fear of the rest of the team, it's going to be it's going to be tough, and those critics will end up being proved right. But if Horford and Crowder and Bradley, especially, can come through and force defenses to defend them, that'll just open things up for Isaiah Thomas, and then that's when Brad Stevens' coaching strategy comes in. Some of his out of timeout plays, things that will kind of win those late close games that you need to win in the playoffs, that'll all come to fruition. You'll see it, and people will start to understand exactly what's happening with the Celtics. Well, we're looking forward to tomorrow night. Uh, John, enjoy the game and the, the stretch run here, and we'll check in with you again next week. All right. Talk to you then. Is that the new iPhone? Yeah. Got it on T-Mobile. Fastest iPhone deserves America's fastest LTE network. Introducing the amazing iPhone 8. It's the best iPhone yet, now on America's best unlimited network. For a limited time, save up to $300 on the amazing iPhone 8 after 24 monthly bill credits. And now join T-Mobile's iPhone upgrade program for free. Eligible trade-in and finance agreement required. If you cancel service, you may lose promo credits. Contact us for details. Video at 480p. Small fraction of users over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speed. See store for details. Rejecting the screen has been retweeted by Kobe, Dame Lillard, and Vince Carter. So it's fair to say you should give it a shot. I'm Noah Kozlov. And I'm Adam Stanko. Rejecting the screen hits your feed every Tuesday and Thursday. On Tuesday, we talk hoops and a little bit of life. On Thursday, we go ISO with a guest. Stories from anyone and everyone who has touched the NBA with tales we promise you've never heard before. Find Rejecting the Screen right now wherever you get podcasts and hit that subscribe button.